Hi, welcome to Master Your Mind with me, Marissa Peer, teaching you the secrets to harness the powerful potential of your mind so you can have a fulfilled and happy and extraordinary life. Send your questions or your problems that you'd love me to solve to podcast at marissapeer.com. It's harder for people to give up wanting love and marriage if they've never had it. So if you're only seeing someone on the screen, that's not a relationship. If you're not having sex, that's not a relationship. So today's a fun podcast because I'm talking to my friend, Patty, Patty Stanger. You will know her from The Millionaire Matchmaker. She's had this amazing show. My daughter loves her, my niece, all my friends. And I go, you know, Patty. But Patty also has something called Millionaire's Club International. It's a professional matchmaking service for millionaires. And Patty's an expert on dating and I had my own advice column for years and people would always write in and go, I can't find someone, I can't make it work. If you ever get stranded on a desert island, you'll only ever look for three things, food, shelter, procreation. So is that sex? Yeah, it's our third <laughs> because need. I'm not, going, I'm not going on that desert island without yeah. sex. <laughs> it's, about, it's about finding a mate. That's our three needs, food, shelter, and someone. You know, in, in, they have a Chinese proverb. To have a perfect life, you need someone to love, something to do, and somewhere to go. And then there's the triangle, which is how you sell a gym membership. And the triangle, three points. I need a job that's great. I need a relationship that's great. I need something just for me. That could be keeping bees, doing yoga, going to the gym. But all of these things show us that relationships are so important. We have a need to couple up, to... It's in our DNA to belong, to connect. In fact, our primal need on the planet is to find connection and avoid rejection. So, Patty, how do people find them? What is going on in the modern huh. world? People can't find We got find a problem someone. right now. Yeah, I tell mean, me. I think COVID made people go inward mm-hmm. to realize they're, they're, they don't have love. So it's kind of like our 9-11 when we heard the phone calls coming in and Uh, I love you, and that's the last time you're going to hear from that person. My business went through the roof when the banks opened. And it's because at the end of the day, when all is said and done, and we're in our deathbed, it's not how many cars you had, how many houses you bought, how much money you had, did you do cryptocurrency? It's about, did I have the great love of my life? So inwardly, everybody's going inward and saying, I want this great love, but nobody wants to do the work. They just want to go to the computer, push the button, And the majority of people on dating sites aren't really the quality that most, at least women seek. I can't say speak for men in that department. Um, The women are in college more than men right now. They want equal or above. And you're seeing a lot of slacker hackers on these websites going back and forth from one to the other. So they come to the matchmakers like us, but not everybody can afford us. So, you know, what we're finding out is that they're either chatting on Instagram uh, going to Clubhouse, which is a great you know podcasting community, an audio app, which I have a room on Tuesday nights, and they're trying to meet each other this way. But then the older generation is sitting in their houses and you know complaining and whining and in their you know and and in their soup, and they need to listen to you how to master their mind mm. to get out of their own way because I think a lot of it starts with your mind. So what is the work? You said they're not doing the work. They're not what getting out the of the house. You remember yeah. how um, you recently had a podcast with Gabby Bernstein, and you had a friend who said, I'm going to make gazillions of dollars, and I'm just going to sit here and meditate manifest. and manifest. And then you checked in on her, and she nothing had changed. Yeah. You know, you can go broke that way. 
So if you don't take 20% of your search online, which is fine, and then another 20% getting out in the community, another 20% telling friends and family, mm. fix me up. And then the 20% at the last part would be the wiggle room, the magic, where the universe mm. does the meet cute at mm. the grocery store, or you just happen yeah. to be somewhere and you meet someone. But if you don't do the work where you're physically getting out of the house and you're putting all your eggs in one basket online, you might be in trouble. Yeah, because if you wanted to find a new job, you would start going for interviews. You want to find a new home, you start looking at them. It's so weird that people think, yeah, but I'm just going to man, I'm going to sit in the house and manifest love. No, you've got to go out and put yourself in front of the kind of person you want to go home with. If you're a girl and you want a guy, get out of the yoga room. There's mm -hmm. no guys there. Right. And go in the weights room. If you're a guy and you want to get out of the weights room and go into yoga. Well, I never understand. Men come to me, where are the women? Then yeah, spiritual classes. Yeah. You go to spiritual classes, self-help improvement, mind value, yeah. which you're part of, and you go to these places, yeah, and, you and you're going to find tons of women. Yeah. You will be the only straight guy because yeah. there's always one gay guy and one husband that yeah. was dragged to the event, yeah. right? We know this. Yeah. You, you do a ton of these events. I've been to your events. Then if you're a woman, you've told me a million times, why don't I play poker? Yeah. Like, right? Or go to a car wash. I, I had a client who said, I can't find a guy. So where are you going? Yoga? women's book clubs, uh, women's, but there's no men there. You're not looking for a girlfriend, you're looking for a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Go to a car wash every right. morning and read car magazines, but go every week and act like you're a real motorhead. That well, that's what's cars. happening right now. There's this thing called yeah. coffee and cars yeah. all over the yeah. country. Malibu to, yeah. started it. Yeah. So you go there, you got to get yeah. really early in the morning, 8 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Jay Leno and his tribe sure. come out. Or go to IT yeah. classes. IT classes. First of all, Cryptocurrency yeah. is the hottest thing. Bitcoin, NFTs. You go to these events, yeah. you're going to meet people. You're yeah. going to connect because now you have a commonality. So you have something yeah. to talk it, about really where the pressure yeah. of is he hot? Will he ask me out? Blah, blah, blah. Is it going to happen? But I do believe that it happens in the mind. I created a, a website called Attracting a Soulmate, which is hypnosis with Steve Jones. That was before I mm. knew you. And then uh, Joe Vitale, the star of The Secret. Mm. And then the last thing is we put um, not just hypnosis and meditation, we put subliminals in. Mm. And I'm a big believer in subliminals. It works. Do you know they were, stores were banned from using them? Because no. they're so successful. They actually banned stores from subliminal videos, audios, sorry. Because they thought, well, if you're saying things like um, whatever they're saying, you know, you like healthy produce. You could be saying, buy more, buy my Well, that, that's kind of like the commercials yeah. when we saw in the yeah. movies. Yeah. They would be like, you know, you'd, you'd all of a sudden the movie yeah. starts like, and then you'd see the commercial, like, oh my God, I got to have the Hershey's quick, yeah, you know, save my seat. Let me run yeah. to the thing to get it. But Kelly Howell was a big um, company. She's this girl who invented a lot of the subliminals, the isochronics, the biochronics. When I've seen results the best, mm -hmm. when you can't affirmation yourself, yeah. you can't master your mind on a regular basis because you don't have the discipline. It's like mm. brushing your teeth. You didn't get up in the morning. Mm. You didn't brush your teeth. This is like kind of short-circuited. You jump the shark yeah. and you get to the other side. And people have said, wow, these results really work. Yeah. And you feel better. Yeah. You feel sexual. You feel more attractive. You don't have the philosophy you talk about of like I'm not good enough that kind of melts away yeah. well that's the number one I believe that to find love you have to have three things and you can't have two of the three you have all three and the first is the big one which is 
you have to believe you're lovable. You must have the mindset of I'm lovable and you're lucky to be with me. And if you don't have it, mm -hmm. then just get it. How do you get it? You repeat it over and over again. I'm lovable. I'm worthy of love. Because if you don't have that, doesn't matter who you mm -hmm. find, you will systematically set about ending it yourself because you believe you're not lovable or you'll attract somebody you don't even want. Well, I, I didn't want him anyway. I, I like married people. Why is that? Well, it's going to end. They don't say that. But if I don't think mm -hmm. I'm lovable, I'm going to find someone who isn't right for me. I'm going to find someone who is right and I'm going to destroy it because I don't believe I'm worth it. So the big thing is saying every day I'm lovable, I'm worthy of love. You go, no, I'm not. It doesn't matter. The mind learns by repetition. Say it, say it, say it. It will sink in. The second thing is, what does the person you want look like? I don't know. Well, that's important. What kind of person do you want? What are their values? You don't want just anybody. You mm -hmm. want someone who's right for you. You don't want someone. You know, I see many women in their 50s, I want a 25-year-old. Oh, Why? God. They go clubbing all the time. And how are you going to feel? You know, it's you're 50, he's 25. What about when you're 75 and he's 50? You want someone... First of all, your energy is at a slower yeah. level. So you know? really be aware of the kind of person mm -hmm. you want. You want a crazy bad boy or a cold woman who makes you feel... Of course you don't want that. Mm -hmm. But the third thing is, and people forget that, how much effort you're going to put it. You've got to work for that. You've got to go out... Mm -hmm. And put yourself in front of people, make an effort, accept invitations. So you have to do all three. Just like if you want to grow, if you want to be successful in business, 80% of your success is mindset. So get the mindset. Mm -hmm. What does your product look like? And how much work are you going to do? And it's the same. Decide you're lovable. Be very clear about what kind of person you want. So when you meet them, you go, yeah, this is the right person. And then you have to make some effort. You can't sit on the hat on the. F you can't sit at home and think, "Well, the Amazon delivery guy is going to be my guy." <laughs> I wish they could deliver a perfect guy. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the problem, you know. Wishing and hoping, you've got to go out there and also go out there and live a full life. Mm -hmm. You know, Paul McCartney always said, "When I met Linda, I fell in love with her because she was taking Heather to the dentist." I had lots of young girls, but she was a woman. And she had a busy life, and that's what mm -hmm. I loved about her the most. And I've worked with thousands of people who say, what I loved the most about my partner was she was busy, she was independent, she had a life. She was compelling to me because she wasn't like, oh, mm -hmm. please come into my life and fix me. It's like, I have a full life. You want to be part of it? That's great. But I can live without you because neediness is so unattractive oh, so to be re to, to rescue someone is the yeah. worst thing in the yeah. world. I tell them that every person, male, female, gay, straight, do not rescue. Yeah, don't you, rescue. You are doing a disservice for yourself as well as the person you're with. So I'm going to talk to you about something that I'm really tuned into, which is our greatest fear is our fear of rejection. You mm -hmm. know, it wasn't long ago that we died from rejection. You only have to watch Game of Thrones to see that safety was a numbers game. If you belonged to a tribe, you would make it. And, and in Romeo and Juliet, he said, please say death, not banishment, death. Because he said, I don't want to be banished. There's nothing outside these walls but purgatory. So our fear of being rejected is profound. But it's not real. Mm -hmm. We used to die from rejection. Now you can live on your own with 100 cats, get everything delivered by Amazon, live till you're 105. Mm -hmm. So we don't die from rejection. But we feel that we might. 
And now it's worse because you can get rejected online. Mm -hmm. You can get rejected from somebody by, you don't know by an algorithm, right? And then there's all these new words: ghosting, mm -hmm. being dumped. Mm -hmm. There's so many new words. I've been ghosted. I've been dumped. Mm -hmm. I've been I've been by. I've been overlooked. What are you, what new words do you know? What are you, new oh, words well, do you see for there, rejection? There's breadcrumbing, Bread. which basically mean? is the person comes into your life and he sprinkles just enough to get you attractive and then yeah. disappears. Wow. Um, there is submarining, mm -hmm. which means you've gone out with the person, he shows up, he disappears, two weeks later he comes back, maybe six months later, mm -hmm. and you're like, why do you keep going out at one time with me? I'm not a fan of either one of them. I and feel if, you, if you're breadcrumbed or you're submarine, get rid of them. And icing, what does right. that mean when they say um, icing? Icing, I don't, I don't know icing. I don't know if that's ghosting. It's an, it means someone's put you on ice. Oh, oh. They someone's, liked you in other words, like they're in you. rotation, yeah. which is basically yeah. Saturday night is the night for the girlfriend. Mm. If you don't make the cut for Saturday night, you're not the girlfriend. Mm. Uh, Friday night's going out with a group of friends. Sunday night is brunch, which means I'm not even sure I want to even talk to you. And Monday's laundry night. Somebody mm. asks you on Monday night, they are like, their calendar is filled. Mm. So you have to know what each night stands mm. for. But what was sad, what's sad about it is why even talk to these people? Yeah. I cut, I believe in, a, you know, blocking and delete, you know, delete the message, block them, never speak to them again. They don't need to be in your energy space, in your aura, because they're going to suck you dry, they're succubuses, and you're going to be so exposed. So, so uh, you know, basically it's like a virus. You could get sick by having these people in your life that suck your energy out, that you have no time for the good ones. Yeah, you because know. we show people how to treat us. Oh, yeah. And when you're totally. seeing someone who doesn't turn up on time, mm -hmm. who cancels, who just mm -hmm. wants to... I find it weird that this this generation they don't speak on the phone. Well, they have no communication yeah, skills. They, they it's avoidance. Yeah. Remember, the millennials and the Gen Xers are living in the houses yeah. with their parents. They have no hunger. Yeah. They only spend a hundred dollars. They don't care about getting the fancy car. All the you know, the, all they care about is I'll take over the house when my parents die, and there won't even be a mortgage. And I don't. Mm. And it's not shameful to live at yeah. home. Now, I'm not talking about COVID, I'm talking about pre-COVID. Mm. So in our generation, if you lived at home after college, you were a loser. Yeah. And if you didn't get to the big city and live with four roommates and sleep on the floor, you were not cool. Mm. Um, you were working to get the house, the car, the better life, the travel, the, mm. the, you know, the sex in the city, the purse, the shoes, whatever. Um, they don't have that sense of hunger. And so experiences are everything. And they don't want to spend more than $100 doing it. And then there are new words, which I really don't like this word. We are trauma bonding. What does oh my that God. even say? People say to me, oh, I'm Because that's a tribe of trauma addicts. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you know, I've met a narcissist and he's really bad. But, but we're tra I'm trauma bonded. Okay, the well, then why are you even in the relationship? Because yeah. the bottom line yeah. is you are in the cycle of abuse. Yeah. And you can Google that sure. online. And it starts where you are in mm. an even state. Yeah. That person disrupts it. He's a disruptor. Mm. You go, oh my God, I can't take this anymore. You run away. He grabs you back. I promise yeah. you I won't do this yeah. again. And then it goes and right. Yeah. So you're trauma bonded like a domestic violence yeah. situation. Well, that's it. And, and nobody would say, hey, my partner hits me. 
Mm-hmm. Well, they do actually, and hurts me, but we're trauma bonded. They love me so much. They're so That's jealous. Crazy. They can't help it. But it isn't just the word trauma bonding, which I think should be banned because it's saying I'm bonded to someone through trauma, maybe through domestic abuse or mm-hmm. a narcissist, but I can't leave them. But then we have, have another word I don't like, which is twin flame. Oh, I can't stand. Well, that's a whole, I went through the experience of the twin flame with someone. Yeah. And um, I was, you know, I'm very Mm. spiritual. I I meditate. uh, I read energy. I'm psychic, the whole thing. And so in my community, in the love psychic community, all the specialists in that field, they believe in this twin flame. You come to earth. In Judaism, we talk about it with the Bashir. You come to earth, the soul is one, you split apart, there's a female and a male. Okay, you can't be gay in this this scenario, by the way, which is interesting because that doesn't make any sense because there is love in the gay community and the bi community, pansexual, trans, whatever. But this is only for the straight community, which is so, it's so Judeo-Christian bullshit. And that whole soul twin is the same thing. But you see, if you start to believe that, Mm -hmm. my twin flame, or... Our souls were divided at birth mm. and we're on the planet looking. And there's only one. There's, there's, there's only that, one. That's the biggest problem. There's, there's never only one. No. You know, when you meet people, if you look at Paul McCartney, he had a very happy marriage to Linda. Had a little blip in the middle. And now he's got a great marriage to Nancy. Because when you have a great relationship, even if it ends, you have a template for having a great Correct. relationship. And now you can have another one. They'll go, yeah, but I got dumped. But you know... If somebody so loved you and left you, everything they loved in you is still in. They didn't go, hey, as I leave, I'm packing my bag. I'm packing in everything I loved mm-hmm. about you, every text, every card. I'm taking it, but they're not. Mm. If somebody loved you once, that means you're lovable and you have a template and you can find it again. And I often say to my clients, listen, why don't you think of that relationship as your starter marriage? It was a st- like a starter home. It served you. And then you grew out of it. And it's okay to, you know, we live until we're 95. We do? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know if I want to live that long. 102. <laughs> I do. I want to live until Maybe in your country with your queen, but yeah. damn, that's yeah. a long but, time. But if, even if you're going to live until you're 85. <laughs> yeah. You know, 60 years with one person is hard because you grow and evolve and change. And I think it's kinder to say, I was in a relationship and we just sat, we just grew apart that was a starter relationship, but I learned a lot, and now I'm going to have a better relationship right. with what I learned, rather than I couldn't go through the pain. It, they broke. But my it's better heart. to have loved than never yeah. loved at all. Sure. So I mean, of and if you don't have your best friend at the end yeah. of the day, what's the point of the relationship? Yeah. Like I know I'm one of those who believes in the best friend with the sex yeah. that has your back, sure. and at the end of the day, that's the person I want to be with in the most in yeah. the world. A lot of people, a lot of therapists don't believe in that. You shouldn't well, make your meet your best friend. And I'm anti that yeah, philosophy because I see here. I see when I fix people up yeah. how their relationships intertwine well, and they're always going to go like to that. a desert island with if you're with oh, right, someone exactly. and they're your partner. Mm-hmm. If I went to a desert island, I'm taking my husband because he is my best friend. He doesn't come to the nail bar. He doesn't go shopping. But he doesn't have to. That's not the best friend. Oh, let's sit and watch. Yeah, or gap. Right. I mean, my, yeah. my husband couldn't watch a chick flick to save his life. No, definitely. John I have to not wait to out of the house to do that. <laughs> but he is my best friend because if I'm sick, I know that he will look after right. me. If anything happens, I know he's got my mm-hmm. back. And the same thing with him. If he's sick, I'm mm-hmm. going to do everything to help him. And people get very confused about bed and we've got to hang out. No, it's who would you go to a desert island mm-hmm. with? Who would you spend 
your worst moments with who is going to be there when you're ill, you're suffering, you've had a bad day. Well, hopefully your partner, because you need best friend chemistry, you need sexual chemistry, but you also need deep love and admiration. And of course you should have your best friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love my best friends. Luckily, my husband loves my best friends too. And I really like his, which is incredibly That's important. Useful. That's important. Yeah. You want to be around yeah. his tribe and he wants yeah. to be around your tribe. But if you don't like something, he has one that I don't particularly like. Okay, you can't like one. them all. Yeah, but that's fine <laughs> because then you do, it's a bit like, you know, we have children separately. And much as I, I love his children, he loves mine. I still see my daughter separately because we have a bond that's just me and her and her and me, and he gets that. But you really got to have best friend chemistry, sexual chemistry. You've also got to have really deep respect mm. and admiration. If you don't respect and admire the person you're with... Oh, yeah, you're not proud of them. It's the not going to work. I was on holiday with somebody once, and I was buying some stuff for my little girl. I said, hey, won't you? He said, I don't buy my daughter gifts. I'm like, oh, you're not. He said, I, I pay for her schooling, and I buy her stuff at Christmas. And I remember thinking... Ebenezer Scrooge. I knew I was leaving him that in that instant because I thought, wow, how can I respect someone who won't even buy their daughter a little gift? And he was And yet he's poor. wealthy. He's he, wealthy. He's wealthy. wealthy. So yeah. this is not a major yeah. thing. And if you can't respect someone, well, generosity you can't is important. Them. You have to, most people yeah. don't even look at yeah. generosity when they're looking for yeah. a mate. I say it's not always money, it's generosity of spirit, oh, yeah. time. Generous, yeah. Your generous heart. I'm gonna spend I'm gonna put the phone down because you need me. I'm gonna pay you compliments. I'm gonna give mm -hmm. you generous as I'm That's gonna a give big you deal. my time. So when you look at that, you gotta have all three. Mm-hmm. You can't, people say, oh, but the sex is amazing. I don't actually like this person, but oh my God, the sex. They're addicted. That's, great That's an addiction. That That's an addiction. Work. Well, they say, we're like brother and sister. We don't have sex. We really get on, but... We're roommates. Yeah, we're mm -hmm. your roommates. Or I, I have the first two, but I don't admire them. You know, men, their biggest driver is to be admired. And if you're with someone that you don't admire and you start to diminish, it, it cannot work because the biggest problem in relationships is rolling your eyes when they tell a joke putting them down diminishing relationships really can't recover from that so if you've started with not admiring them you might as well get out early because you all you're doing is delaying the inevitable but anyway I'm, I'm here to talk about you and I, I really would love you to talk about the biggest mistakes people make when they're looking for love I think one of the biggest mistakes is we have this philosophy that we can manifest anything and they make this wish list to the floor, which is so rigid that there's no room for the yeah. magic. Like I, I don't teach my clients to go, he's six foot two and he's got to have this and he's got to have that. I say to them, if you met a five foot 10 guy and he was everything to you and he was magically, you were so attracted, you had the best relationship. Would you go, I'm going to send him back to God and ask for the six foot two guy? So I like general statements. Um, I'm attracted. We are compatible. He has my back. He's a loving, caring, kind person. And stay on simplicity. Because when you get this rigidness, mm. you know, you're not the manufacturer of the product, you know. And I'm just the distributor of the product. So yeah. I can't say that there's a million of what you want out there. But I can say that if you do the work and you give it a... Um, a sense of simplicity, it will come. 
It's those who are rigid have the hardest time in finding yeah, love. Yeah, it's like, what are you looking for? I, I want someone who looks amazing. They've got to make $50 million a year. Yeah. And I'm, they're like, you know, I get these requests like, it's Bill Gates, but looks like Brad Pitt. Okay, get in line. Mm. So it's not realistic. Um, the other thing I think, the second biggest mistake, is that they go on the dates, they make the person in front of them their best friend after one cocktail, and they pump and dump their past. Mm. They tell their ex stories, and if they don't like women, it comes out. If they yeah. don't like men, it comes out. My father did this, my mother did that. It's like, you're on a date. It's supposed to be enjoyable. It's supposed to be a common interest, values, morals. Yeah, and morals. some mystery, you know. Mystery, you mystique. You to come back for more. Well, so social mystery. media's yeah. killed that. That's social media. Yeah. That I was that. in um, Frida Cajo's um, house in Mexico last week. I love her. I love the house. And there was a lot of pictures of her and her husband. And she said, when I saw him, he looked like a toad. He was a little fat man with a great big tummy. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him, and it was love at first sight. And at one stage, he left her for her sister, and they got divorced. I remember that in the movie. He went back to the her Selma because, Hayek. because yeah. they had a deep love. But I love the fact that she said he looked like a toad, and I thought, I don't know what it is, but he's my person. And I love that because it wasn't what he looked like. It was something his energy. about him. His energy, yeah. And so it's such a shame when we go for looks because that's the first thing that goes. Looks fade. What if you and dumb is forever, yeah. as Judge yeah. Judy would yeah, say. Yeah, I love that. Dumb is forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you, you're looking for a person, you need mm -hmm. to first of all think about what are the qualities that you like. I mean, for me, kindness. You know, kindness, kindness, is, is kindness so and nurturing. Underrated. Nurturing and kindness are very yeah. important to me. Yeah. I've had some mean men in yeah. my life. My dad was mean. Yeah. So one of the things we do in exercises, we say, okay, why do, we're going to do the common denominator exercise. We're going to take your four most significant relationships. You're going to make a list of the good and the bad. In the bad column, something's going to show up. In the good column, something's going to show up. And it's going to be the same thing over. If you've been cheated on, uh, if you've been um, dumped, you know, breadcrumbed, phantomed, mm. ghosted, whatever. And so they go, oh, my God, this is what's happening. I go, now go to childhood. Because, you know, you've taught me this. Like when we do this in hypnosis, we go back in time. Well, 90% yeah. of our issues in a current relationship come from our childhood. Right. So who's the parent yeah. that did this to you? Then you yeah. go back and you're like, and I do this on Clubhouse. And I go back and I go, okay. And I can do it pretty fast. And I'm like, all right. Who's the person who did this? My father. And what did he do? And it's like, there it is. Yeah. You made a decision in that moment, as we know, the mind mm. is self-protective, yeah. to only get men like this, Yeah. you know, which basically won't let you fall in love with the real person because mm. you can't fall in love with the real That's a real risk. They yeah. could leave you, you know, you could be banished. They could leave mm. you. And I said, and we have to undo that messaging. Yeah. And that's where we start the work because it's not just going to a bar and picking up a guy. You have to know when you go to the bar, yeah. what are you going to attract and what are you going to accept? Acceptance mm. is very important. I was at a bar Friday night in Orange County. Right before I went to the bar, I saw a guy that was cute. My girlfriend is my recruiter for my company. She's like, I'm going to go over and get his number. I know him. So I said, okay, see if he's interested. And I leave to go to the next location. And she comes to the next location and goes, all right, here's his card. He wants you to call him. And I said, I don't call men. They have to call me. I'm mm. the beta. They're the alpha, which is very mm. important yeah. in the process of dating. Who's going to be the leader? Who's going to be the follower? In a, not a negative way. 
And he goes, well, he wants you to call him. So I said, no, give him my number. So she texts the number. He goes, have her call me. And we're going back and forth. And I'm like disgusted. We go to the next location, Maserativille, the richest people in Orange County. Lots of older men in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Tons of women at the bar. Not one man is buying a woman a drink. They're talking to the women. They're at the back where they're waiting for women to parade by. They are the lazy lions, I like to call. And we're sitting at a, at, at a table, and my recruiter's like, get up and mingle, get up and mingle. I'm like, no. If they like me, they'll come to me. I don't hunt. I'm a gatherer. So two women pass by, and they go, this is the worst bar in the world, the richest men in Orange County. They can't even buy drinks. We have to buy our own drinks. I'm like, let's go home. Because right then and there, I saw the entire experience. So then a guy sits down who knows my recruiter, sits at the table. He gaps for an hour. He owns the biggest yacht in Newport. And I'm like, he's taking up our time. He didn't even ask you to drink. Now I drink water. I'm not a drinker. So they're drinking. And I'm thinking to myself, these are like children. They are girls. They're men with vaginas. They don't have this hunter mentality, which is what the women want. So why spend time with them? Yeah. Why go to these people? If you can discard all the looky-loos, the 85%ers, You'll have 15% left, which is quality. You'll build on that. You'll, you'll feel the vibration of the giver, not the taker. You'll go out into public, and another giver will come, and another giver. It's repeating the process over and over again. It's important in a relationship to understand that most men, but some women too, men, men like to hunt and feel they've earned what they've got. Right, but the thing is, we've got women. Yeah spreading their legs yeah. for a song. Yeah. You know, you used to get pizza in a movie. Yeah. You don't get that anymore. Yeah. You, know? Well, you know how a man likes to, to earn it because if you have sex with a guy, it's very important that you have an orgasm because they feel like, I, d I did that. I did that Yeah, they got you. something out of it. Yeah, I, I I'm a good one, lover. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it's important that they feel I earned right. this. And that's why it sounds so 60s, don't give it away. But, it, you know, my friend got married and I, she said I had sex with my husband on the first day. That was in a yeah, wedding Yeah, there's speech. always an exception to the together. rule. It's not about, oh, you know, don't put out and hold back. But there is a very important element of that. What are you worth? Are you worth pursuing? Are you worth making an effort for? But and it's also it's, biological. Yeah, it, yeah it's Because really there important. is, yeah. when, if you have estrogen in your body, yeah. you're not in menopause. You have lots of estrogen surging. You now have oxytocin. Men don't have it. You bond with them. They're not bonded to yeah. you after sex. Now you're stalking them at 2 in the morning and dropping yeah. off the chocolate chip kickies at their house just to yeah. see who's and, there. And, yeah, and you're, really you're obsessed move. and spinning. Because yeah, you're giving and not receiving. And they're going, I'm not attached to you. Yeah. I have no oxytocin. Yeah. So you were at a risk. Oxytocin was because in the early days of when you're 14, you got your period 12, 13, 14, you got married. Mm. You had a baby. You know, that was to bond to your husband. Yeah. Now we are independent women living into our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And some of us have never been married and successful. And you know, if you're in the estrogen zone, you're at risk because you could lose your life over it. Yeah. You could go crazy and insane. But also what's interesting is that women really should need to be connected before they have sex. But men need sex to feel connected. So there's always a massive disconnect. Well, men don't fall disconnect. in love through sex. Yeah. And nobody understands yeah, that. But Only emotional. They fall in love emotionally. Yeah. 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 But women do, which is really interesting. So let's talk about your mindset. Tell okay. me about some of 
your issues and dating life. You really, <laughs> Marissa, you're going to kill me here. You've really knowing that you're your my friend suit. and you know everything about me. Um, well, I mean, we've worked together and I've done two hypnosis sessions with you, um, which were extraordinary. Um, when I was 11 years old, my father was a drunken alcoholic and, and he was having financial problems. And he pointed to me and he said, you made me lose all my money. Now, I didn't, of course, and I took it in. Now, in, when I was 11, I didn't know not to take things in, which, mm. you know, we learn later in life. You didn't really have much right. choice because you, you learn what you live. Right. So I took it in. And then every single person after that had a financial problem that I dated. Of and course. they were like, they couldn't get, and I didn't. I was mm. successful. I was a good pivoter. If I lost my job, I had another idea. Or I, could, I opened my own company. You know, things like that. I was a good pivoter. And I was always researching and looking for cool things to do. And I always was creative. And I always knew that I can make money. The people I were with had, I can't, I don't know how, I don't know how to get money. And they were usually kids that were raised by wealthy parents that didn't train them to make money, which was interesting. I don't mm. know where that came from. But every single person I dated down financially. And it ruined my relationships. I went and I was engaged twice. Um, and I just kept saying, why does this keep repeating itself? I, on the last relationship I had, David, everybody saw on um, Millionaire Matchmaker, I changed my mindset. Mm. And then I came to you and I did hypnose hypnotherapy session and I said, oh my God, this is the program that I've been running in my computer brain yeah. my whole life. I don't have to accept those people. Now, after I did this and I broke up with David, people still showed up that were broke. But I said, no, thank you. I'm not interested. No, thank you. And I could spot it yeah. as I spoke to them for five minutes. I'm like, he's got that problem. Recently in quarantine, I made a quarantine buddy and he came out to visit. And we met online and we were going to date, but I wasn't attracted when I met him. And I kind of felt he was lying to me and had a financial problem. But I was like, he's not staying in my house. He's around the mm. corner. I'll go out a few times. I'll see if I like him. And I picked it up right away immediately. Yeah. And I just said, that's no, thank you, God. Yeah. And I really haven't attracted anyone with no money since. Yeah. Well, what you've done, because I know when we worked together, I was telling you that the most vexing thing about the human mind is, is hardwired to return to what's familiar. So, and I also think yeah. one of the things is self-help people, which yeah. I'm a helper. You know, I consider myself yeah. one of the 144,000 light workers on the planet. Yeah. Um, we are taught to be like Jesus, to give, 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 yeah. give. And that's not true. Yeah, because if you give and you can't receive, that's not good. It's We're like not you, Mother yeah. Teresa. It's like take right, a, when you, you give a breath, you have to take one. Right. And when so you take if, a breath, you have to give one. So, so that's balance. So if two givers get together, they learn how to receive. If two takers get together, they learn how to give. And I always tell people, Sometimes. don't yeah. go with a taker when you're a giver. Yeah. He will or she will destroy you you'll have nothing left for yourself you will get sick this would this is how disease is created nobody mm. talks about that it will physically manifest in your body and so once i realized that i said i always check now when i'm dating is he the type of man that's a giver versus mm. a taker because i was raised by a taker and I also dated mostly takers. Mm. So I'm like, I can't do that anymore. And also you had more than one father. and so, Oh, yeah. Well, I had yeah. three fathers. I know. I know. And I was adopted. So yeah. I started out with I'm not good enough. That's the mantra. You rejection. Yeah. And because, you got rejected three times by three dads, which is... Which is hard. Almost yeah. impossible for a woman because... You know, when we're born as a child, we, we need to connect. Our whole survival is mm -hmm. like, I've got to connect. But if you're rejected a lot, 
that whole familiar unfamiliar is really frustrating because once the mind works out what's familiar, it will go back. And, and we're wired to remember what's familiar, but we're also wired to run away from what's not familiar. That's why you have two-year-old kids who go, I, I don't want to eat that. What they're saying is, I don't know that is unfamiliar because imagine your little kid wandering around the prairie and picking poisonous berries. They'll only eat what they already know because it makes mm-hmm. them safe. And we're the same. I'm only going to date what I know because I'm safe. Or well, that's only going to yeah. come towards me. Yeah. So just because it comes towards you, yeah. you can say no thank yeah. you. Well, you, what the, the thing that helps you more than anything is to understand, here's a fact. Your primitive brain mm-hmm. wants to go back to what's familiar and wants to reward what's unfamiliar. But here's another fact. You can make anything you like familiar. Mm-hmm. I mean, put a bit of silicone on your finger and ram it in your eye. How unfamiliar is that? Do right. it every day? It becomes normal. Cleaning your teeth, peeing in a toilet wasn't familiar once, but then you begin to make it familiar. And so if you want to have a great relationship, look at what you want. If you haven't got what you want in your life, a part of your mind thinks you don't want that. That Mm. great person will hurt you, but that not great person over there, they're never going to stay anyway, so you're safe with them. So you have to decide what you want, and then you have to say, you know what? I'm going to make this familiar. I mean, for me, I was a head teacher's daughter. And so I grew up with a father who always made other people's kids more important than me. That, that was, he was a great head teacher. He was a great person. He wanted to be a great dad, but he was very unhappily married to my mother. They had nothing in common. And so I grew up always feeling that I wasn't important. Mm-hmm. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't interesting enough. And of course, I then dated, guess what, men who never made me feel important. And one day I thought, you know what? I, I Actually, it was the funniest thing. I was having lunch with someone, and I suddenly said to him, oh, you're like, he was trying to tell me what I could and couldn't eat. Don't eat that. It will make you fat. You don't need that because we're having dinner later. You shouldn't have an ice cream now. It's not. And I said, you, you're like a headmaster. I went, oh, my God. This is my father. I'm actually with my dad. From that minute, I could never have sex with him again. I had to end that relationship, which was weird because we were on holiday. And then I had my life. Oh, I'm dating people like my dad, but I'm trying to change the ending. And now I'm going to make that unfamiliar because so many of us are working. Let's find what's familiar and change the ending. I've got a cold, distant person. I'm going to turn them into a pussy cat. You can't I've change I've got an absent person. I'm going to make mm-hmm. them present. Mm-hmm. Life is too short yeah. to work to change the beginning. So I thought, right, I'm going to make that unfamiliar. Every time I meet someone, I'm just going to say I'm making that unfamiliar. And I'm making a great government. If I hadn't done that, I never would have met and married my husband. I had to make what I needed familiar, a really kind guy. And we talked a little bit about I mean, for me, I, I thought, what do I want? Funny. John's very In, funny. Very, so screamingly very funny. funny. Intelligent. Mm-hmm. Kind. And also... He adores you. I know, and I adore him. And because... Um, I travel. I couldn't be with a banker who only gets four weeks holiday a year. How would that work? So they had to be well, I mean, you know, someone that's independent. Lot of, a lot of the self-help community has the man behind the yeah. woman or the woman yeah. behind the man. And it's such a great thing to have. That's the one thing I've always wished yeah. to manifest yeah. is to have someone run the business yeah. with me because but, it's but exhausting. I, really I yeah. wanted, and even a family man loves kids because I, I have a child and mm-hmm. you have to love that. 
having someone who's never had a kid when they're going to take on your kid doesn't always work. It can work really well. And I even wanted someone who loved cooking. And Which really he, he cooks. Oh, he loves He's an amazing yeah. cook. And he, he loves shopping yeah. for food. You so hate he, cooking. So well, he's... Yeah, I don't You, do you don't like it either. No. But I thought about what I really wanted... And I decided to make it familiar, and mm. lo and behold, he showed up. We got married 10 months later, and we're blissfully happy. But it's because I looked at the qualities, you know, kindness. Do I want someone with a six-pack that's six foot four? Not really, because I had that, and it was lovely. But when you're with someone who's drop-dead gorgeous, after a while you don't see it. And when you're with someone who may not be, when you love them, they become utterly gorgeous to you. And so it's really important for women and men to think about what do I want? Why have I not got it? What am I making familiar that's bad? And what am I making unfamiliar that's good? And then reverse it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make someone who... And women say to me, oh, yeah, I met someone. They were too good for me. What are you saying? They really say that? Oh, all the time. Really? And men too, they were too good. You know what they're saying? Their behavior was unfamiliar. Uh, I date people that dump me, cheat on me with my friends. That's terrible. I've met a really nice guy. I, I had exactly that situation. I coached a girl and I, and I said, you know, you're just going out with your dad over and over again. So I did a little session with her about the familiar. Mm-hmm. Off she went back. She came and said, it was amazing. I met this guy. He was all over me. He called me, picked me up. He took me out. He sent me a text. I'm not seeing him again. Why not? He's too good for me. I said, no, his behavior is unfamiliar Familiar. to you. And if you stay with it, guess what? It will become familiar. She's married to him now. That's awesome. But you've got to make a choice. What am I going to make familiar Mm. and unfamiliar? Being dumb, being not cool, being rejected. And now I'm so happy that it's hard to imagine. I was a single parent. I raised my daughter entirely on my own. How I made that being second best familiar. And then I made it unfamiliar. It's a choice. And then you've got to keep repeating it and making this familiar and make it, and it really works. So what are you going to make familiar and unfamiliar? Um, I think I'm going to make familiar uh, somebody who's very giving and kind yeah. and loving. Yeah. I think that's the one I'm, I'm most turned on by that right now. Yeah. And I really like those types of yeah. people. You know, the hardest part in, in any dating scenario for anyone out there looking is finding the person. Yeah. It's not, there's a whole set of problems when you get the person. But when you're looking for the person, it's it's work. It's not easy, yeah. and there has to be, you know, this. You want to get, you want to become magnetic. You want to mm. become so and attractive. That's the if you believe yeah. that you are magnetically attractive, yeah. say it. Every you don't have day. to do the work. The work no. it'll just show up. Yeah, it'll just show just, up. If, but you got to keep saying it. I'm I'm magnetically desirable. Yeah. Because desirable isn't really about being having a perfect body. There are many women. No, women no. No, Under a third not. divorce, you can have an amazing body, be the hottest person on the planet and get dumped. You can be ordinary, a bit like Camilla Parker Bowles. She's always believed that she is magnetically desirable. Oh, my God. She, they, she, her, we all she want her brain. That. We all want her brain. And, and Charles adores her. I mean, you may say, well, that's not very happened with Diana, and that's true. But I'm only talking about a woman who isn't a 10 but believes she is. And if you believe that you are gorgeous and magnetic and magnetically desirable, that's why, you know, people say, I didn't date anyone for three years. I met someone and immediately other people hit on me. 
because you're giving off that thing. Well, it's like getting one job, you get yeah, five other of offers. Yeah. You've got to believe you're desirable I agree with and that. worthy of love. You have to, I believe in mantra. So, yeah. I, you know, like I say mantras to myself yeah. over and over again. I wake up in the morning, you know, besides saying, you know, I'm good enough, like what you t- teach, I, I will say I'm adorable, I'm lovable, I'm this, I'm that. And um, I'll do it before a date. Yeah. I'll do it before I get online. And then add into that, and I'm attracting someone who sees it and believes yeah, it. Yeah, I'm attracting, you know, I always say I'm attracting yeah. my compatible yeah. mate yeah. or husband if I yeah. want to get married. Yeah. But um, when you get online, you know, it, it can pull you down. Yeah. So you have to realize this is just one speckle of the community. Yeah. You all think it's only what's online in the dating community, and that's all there is. Yet you forget when you go outside, there's a whole world that are not on social media, that are not on the internet. Mm. Uh, Doctors, lawyers, who can't be for business purposes alone, for privacy reasons. And you forget there's a whole other world out, and you won't, they don't look up. I I go to a restaurant, everyone's on their phone. I'm like, look up and smile at someone. It's so weird how that's that's another big one. We're now connected to our screens. There's a great restaurant in England that says outside, we don't have Wi-Fi talk to each other oh my god you're kidding yeah. oh and i people love go that the, that is the problem that you know the plane lands everyone gets out their phones in a restaurant everyone has their phones and now we're connecting to screens we're connecting to people who are well, we're becoming real. a robotic society with, yes yeah. like in japan you can rent a robot to keep you oh company. i know i've seen this there's sex there's sex robots now. I know, one of the things that i sex I, with a robot that's know, just it's bizarre. disgusting one of the things that I always tape, tell people is the biology hasn't changed, just the technology. At all. And if you keep using the technology as an excuse, you are avoiding connection. Yeah. You're just avoiding connection. And technology can reject yeah. you. Can oh, reject course. you. Algorithms. I mean, can there's so many you. people that have committed suicide this year over yeah. being bullied or, know, re- or telling they're ugly. Yeah. We just saw. Um, is it Jesse James? One of the girls, one of the beautiful girls who, a country singer, she went to check her DMs or something and they, tra- she's gorgeous, married to a football player. They trashed her. And she said for like a week she was in depression over it. Well, we and had that's- two, two people on Love Island do that show yeah. who actually mm-hmm. killed themselves too and, and gorgeous to look at. But you, you have to have a real mm-hmm. connection with a real person. You can't really connect to a screen. No. I mean, and when people say, you know, I'm having, I'm dating, I met a guy recently and he told me he'd been dating this girl from England for four years. Never met her? They'd never met. Like, that no, happens every single day. I say someone. that's not a relationship. Of course it's not a relationship. But he is from a generation that believes talking is a relationship. Mm. And he calls her the girlfriend. And I said, what is preventing you from meeting this person? And what it is. They're always busy. They're, it's either they're busy or the number one thing is they will reject me if they see yeah, me. Yeah, of course. If they see me because... Well, that's the belief that I'm not worthy of love. I can but date yet, someone But yet they'll online. FaceTime with them. Yeah. They'll FaceTime with them. Yeah. And I'll sit there and go, okay, you're FaceTiming, you're Zooming, and you yeah, can't meet the them plane. in person, yeah. and you're not broke. What yeah. is the story here? What's yeah. really going on in your head? Well, that's yeah. the three things. If I've got to believe I'm worthy of love, know what I want, mm-hmm. and go and find it. If I believe I'm worthy of love... And I meet someone who wants to date me for four years on a screen. Mm-hmm. No, that's not that. What I, I've clearly decided what I want, and what I want is you to turn up. Years ago, when I was dating someone, somebody goes, "I'll, I'll e I'll e you next week." I'm like, "Oh no, you're going to e me next week? Well, send me a message. I get that at work. I knew straight away that's not what I want. If you can't even pick up the phone and turn up, even if someone says, "Hey, 
I'll meet you in town. It's mm. like, no, I want someone to come and collect me. If someone said, well, you know, can you drive two hours down the freeway to meet me? Maybe when we began dating. But in the beginning, no, you've you got to come to me. So it's that clearness of what I want. If I know what I want and it shows up on a screen, it's like so I'm, if I was a parent, I wouldn't say to my kid, hey, I can't see you, but I'm going to speak to you on the screen. I'm going to read you a bedtime story on a screen. And I have guys who say, I don't see my kid. You know, I'm busy. But we have quality time because I read them a story every night. Like, well, they're interacting with Get each on other. a plane and go and see your kid. You can't have a relationship mm-hmm. on a screen. That should be as well as, not instead of. So if you're only seeing someone on the screen, that's not a relationship. If you're not having sex, that's not a relationship. If they are not making an effort to make you the mm-hmm. number one thing in their life, except if you have young children, of course, but if they're not making you the most important person in their world, that's not real. So you have the thing, the number two is, what does it look like? How does this person, how do I treat them? Mm-hmm. It's both, you can't go, yeah, I want this. I've got a tick list. But also, you've got to think about what you want. What mm-hmm. do they want? Mm-hmm. You, you can't just take, you've got to give, and you can't just give, you've got to take. But if you know what it looks like and what it sounds like, or what it, you know, I want to go to bed every night wrapped in the arms of someone who loves me. I want to wake up with someone who loves me. Having them on a screen, I mean, I don't understand how that could even ever be classed as equivalent to love because mm-hmm. love is about touch mm-hmm. and someone holding your hand and stroking your back and bringing you coffee in the morning and rolling over and, and mm-hmm. hugging in the middle of the night. You can't have that on the mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why people think you can. <laughs> Society. Yeah. <laughs> Always like people who say, you know, we even have sex on a screen. I, they have their screen. Oh, yeah. I have my screen. And yeah. I've got my little rampant Internet rabbit. Internet sex is a big deal. Yeah. And we have sex mm-hmm. on screen. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's not the same. Mm-hmm. It can't be the same. Cyber sex, they call yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But, but the real sex is the oxytocin you get. Well, you need to touch, taste, feminal. and smell the senses you need yeah. to take over. Touch, I tell people, taste, if, smell, if you meet feel. someone on Zoom... Or FaceTime, it's not anything. You have to meet them in person because yeah. you won't know until you meet them in person. And then how about this thing about people who date for three years and then meet, and the day they meet, they go, oh, no. I, my friend did that shit. I was, I was dating this guy for three years. I'm in Paris. He turned up, and the minute I saw him, I went, no. Oh, no, no, no. What a waste of three years. You have to meet someone well, that's why I don't, to know. I mean, other than quarantine, because we had no choice, I'm not a fan of like weeks and weeks. I won't text for text days and days online. Even mm-hmm. when I'm dating or teaching my clients, I'll be like, you know, if you're going to come, like a lot of times you meet people from out of state. You're like, if you're going to come and visit me, great. Call me when you're in town. But I don't have time to text back and forth. I don't want a pen pal or a text pal. I'm not interested in that. And you need to state at the top of the mm-hmm. hour to the intended person, gay or straight, bi, doesn't matter. This, this is what I want. Mm. I, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. I am not interested in texting you forever. If you're not willing to come to my side of town, yeah. get on a plane, this isn't for me. Best of luck in your love search. Yeah. Namaste. And, of course, when you do that, when you say, years and years ago, I remember I was dating someone who said, yeah, I just come back from Dubai. I said, I'm coming over tonight, but i got to leave at 11 o'clock. And I said, no. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. If you can't be bothered to spend longer, we're not. You're not going to come over 
and we're going to have well, sex a booty and you're going to leave. Booty yeah, so I said, actually, don't bother. It's fine. I'm making other plans. He called back and said, oh, I'm really sorry. I was a bit selfish. I said, yeah. He said, I'll come over. I said, no, no, no. I've, I've made other plans now. It's too late. Actually, he kind you of You can punish them yeah. if you well, want. It's not, it's, not, it's not a game. It's about, oh, I am worth, if you're going to, we, if we're going to have sex, you're going to stay the night. And if if I, if you didn't think I'm uh-huh. worth that, then it's not a game. It's stating your worth. Well, women are the least likely of any situation to speak up for what they want. Yeah. They are trained to give from being, from childhood. They are trained to please. Um, they are trained to not make waves. I know. And so if you don't untrain that, you will end up that 70-year-old mm. woman who wasted her life. But when you make you the know? waves, men like you more. And, and, and but I don't, mean, too, I don't mean difficult waves. I'm talking about rational. It's about yeah. your worth. So if someone mm-hmm. turned up on your birthday, I, I remember years ago this very same person that I was dating had gone to Portofino, one of the most expensive places in the world. And he came back and he gave me a box of candy. And I looked at it and went, I think you should take this home and give it to your maid. Because it wasn't it wasn't worth it. I thought, wow. He said, it's the thought that counts. I went, yeah, and here's the thought. You're standing in the line at the airport. And you went, oh, Marissa, and you reached out and bought me a box of candy. And I don't eat sugar, by the way, and you know that. And there was no thought, so I gave it back to him. I said, actually, you can give that to my daughter. She would like it. And he did. But the next day when he said, I suddenly got a big huge bouquet of flowers from the trunk of his car because I it was me saying it, it's not that I don't want a box of candy but you put no effort into that happens on Valentine's every yeah, year and it's <laughs> like it's not about the money if you went out and picked me some poppies on the way home I would love wildflowers because you made an effort if you baked me something that I really liked mm-hmm. you've made an effort it's it's it is the thought but men like it when you say, oh, I'm sorry. Is that what you think I'm worth? Mm. I'm worth more. And women like it too. But I wanted to ask you, because we're talking about conversation now, what are the biggest conversation blockers? The, the, the taboos that women think, I, I can't say this. I can't talk about this. Um, or what, what is it that makes a relationship go wrong, even at the conversation stage? I mean, marriage. Mm. Marriage. I think there's nothing wrong with saying I'm looking to get married. And if mm. he's scared, let him run away. He's mm. not the guy anyway. You shouldn't be tricking anybody into it. You shouldn't be getting mm. pregnant. You shouldn't be uh, trying to seduce him with that. You want to know you're on the same page. Mm. And if you're not on the same page, it's best to cut it now than to find out later where you've wasted all the time and you become yeah. a bitter woman. Um, with men, it's, you know... It's basically not having time and bragging so much Mm. about themselves to the point where the woman feels invisible. Mm. And it's like, yeah, we know you made money. You did this, you did that. But it's like, can we just ground the plane and just talk about the real things in life? Mm. You know, and they can't. They they, they got a resume at you. Mm. So when you're on a date, these things turn people off. Now, I'm not saying going and talking about marriage on the first date. But, you know, if the guy says to you in an open on inquiry, are you looking to get married? You say yes. You don't lie and mm. say no because you think he's not going to like you. He, he will probably turn around and say to you, I am too. Mm. And that's why I'm here on this app or that's why I, I, someone fixed mm. me up with you. Yeah. I'm not interested in playing. I've done that. I've mm. been there. I've played with the youngins and you know hit the bar scene and been to Miami and Ibiza. Mm. I want to get grounded yeah. and, find, and build a nest in a home. Yeah. And so 
men who ask those questions are really relationship minded. They're, as they say yeah. in Sex and City, the green lights on, the yeah. taxi lights on. But women are terrified for speaking up what their needs are. Terrified. Well, I guess, and it's all about saying it in a better way, which would be, you know, I've got a great life. I've got a full life. I love what I'm really happy. I am looking to get married, but only to the right person. Well, that's, if I was that's on my the, own the for the rest yeah. of my life, I would be fine. You know, for me, I, I remember I was in, um, I was giving a talk and they put me in a honeymoon suite. And that was kind of weird. It was sort of an amazing suite. I thought, wow, I'm in a honeymoon suite. Then I went to Africa. They put me in a honeymoon suite again. The staff there kept saying, well, this is so sad. Why haven't you got a man? Um, you're in the honeymoon suite. Don't tell me you manifested John. And I said, <laughs> well, I did. And I said, you know, I love being in this honeymoon suite. I'm at a stage in my life where if this is the best it ever gets, it's okay. I love my life. I'm really enjoying this honeymoon suite. And I remember thinking... It's okay if I don't meet anyone. It's okay because I'm really self-contained. J-Lo just said that. I met my husband ten day, mm-hmm. right about four days after I got back and we were married in ten months. So it's that I'd love to get married to the right person, but mm-hmm. I'd rather be on my own than be with the wrong person. I I, well, I'm, that, I'm yeah. not. I'm not advocating. Yeah. But, but unhe- when, I'm not advocating an unhealthy the, relationship. When they have the fear of saying, "I want to get married," mm. I want it. Then you just find a way of saying it that makes sense. I have a great life. J-Lo, I'm really happy. J Lo said um, when A Rod cheated mm-hmm. with with Madison, you know, actually DM'd or whatever, and it went viral. J Lo was really crushed. She loves love. We know that. She mm. wrote a book on it, but she said that I, I'm happy. If this is this is all there is, I'm happy being alone. Yeah. Because a, you don't want to be cheated on, and b, you have children, and yeah. you're like, and she's doing like great work right now, the yeah. things she really enjoys doing. Then Ben Affleck came back, yeah. which is interesting because people go, oh, she's not been alone for five minutes. It's like we don't live in her shoes. You don't know what she's going through. I always tell people, you have no idea what someone's going yeah. through. You're not in their shoes. But what was interesting, she went to that place of acceptance. Now, yeah. If you've been married before. You've had relationships before. You're more likely to get to acceptance. The people who've never been married, who really want to be married, or have never been in love, really, mm. those people, you know, like the law of attraction says, you know, you need to, you know, forget about what you desire and divert to something else, so that you know the mm. the, the, the the resistance is in there, and the law of allowing comes in. LOA says that um, it's harder for people to give up wanting love and marriage if they've never had it. This is the difference between the two communities because most people go, I've done it. I've been there. If it doesn't happen, I know what it's not like I was the greatest marriage and I can live without Mm. it. Other people go, I've never experienced this. Why isn't it happening to me? Like Charlotte in Sex in the City and I've been out there in the trenches forever. That's a different story. So like no two people are alike. Mm. You know, I believe everybody's like a snowflake individual and everybody's got their own list of stuff they got to do or accomplish as well as where they come from. And most women I see are like, sad about it. There's a loneliness in the air because we've never had more women in this generation. There's more women than men in the Mm. world. Uh, And the baby boomers prove that. 
going, I'm into my 50s and I'm alone and I don't have love and I don't know where to look for it because now I'm competing against a 25-year-old mm. where a 55-year-old man is dating a 25-year-old mm. and it's socially acceptable because it's all over Hollywood. Mm. And the women are going for these men, these daddy complex men. So the women, the women in this generation are going, it's so sad, I don't know where to go. Like in New York City, it was before the pandemic, it was five women and one guy. That's mm. because when Sex and the City came out, Everybody went to New York all over yeah. the world looking for Mr. Big, yeah. thinking Mr. Big was on every corner. And it changed the dynamics, whereas LA is 50-50 singles, male and female. But it is back to that, you know, people say, I, I can't find a guy, I can't find a woman. Well, where are you looking? You only want one. Right. You want one. Even but, if but it we're, is five but to we're one, seeing, it's that belief. But we're seeing yeah. a generation of men, mm. not women, mm. and I'm not being bashing on men, but mm. I have to do what I see statistically. I'm like a, sure. I'm like a spiritual scientist. Mm. I look at the evidence and then I look at my work and I hear, you know, mm. what's in the community. You know, you have to understand I'm in the community. Mm -hmm. sure. So we see men complacent. We yeah. see men I don't really want to get married. If I have but a there baby, I don't want to do. And and so we see these men, which are changing the dynamic. The problem mm. is, it takes longer to find the good one. Doesn't mean he doesn't exist. Mm. It just means like you can't throw in the towel so quick. Mm. You gotta like you know, it's an endure. It's it's not a yeah. sprint. It's a mar it's it's you know, it's a long distance yeah. marathon. But also, you got to look at not what they look like. That's just the wrapping. Well, you've I got mean, to look at it, the, there has to be somewhat chemistry, but not to the point where yeah. you're making a wish yeah. list like weird science. Yeah. No. But sometimes you people think you know we met and we had this red hot sexual chemistry. When you're younger, you do. Yeah. And then I woke up one day and I was bored with them. But you can also meet someone and go, well, I'm not sure you're my type. That happens when people work in an office or yeah. they suddenly say, one day, I don't know what happened. I, you suddenly you snap and you me. just go, I didn't because like you. Because you have to yeah. give it mm -hmm. a chance. You have to get over the, this whole sex thing and what they look like and go for more something else. Can you spend your entire life with this person? Have they got the values you require? Well, I mean, I do think there's a combo package. Mm. I think you have to be sexually attracted. You know, married yeah. at first oh, sight. Oh, yeah, you do, but that of, doesn't always Married happen. at first sight, um, when they started the show, yeah, the first couple of seasons. Complex, um, yeah, that, I'm yeah. working with Kinetic, the people that make mm. it. So they do Love is Blind too, which is an amazing experiment. So Yeah, we have Naked so, Attraction right. in the UK, which is right. seriously I know, we weird. don't have that here, which well, is why I hope Netflix well. picks that up because yeah. they don't have to answer to the FCC. But, okay, so on Married at First Sight, in the beginning, all the experts said sexual attraction doesn't mean anything. But the couples that last are oh, were, the, were the ones where the, they're better looking couples that had yeah. sexual attraction. Then we go to Love is Blind, where you can't see anyone and they get engaged. And eight couples came, became married and are still married from that mm. show because they didn't pick ugly people. Yeah. They picked people that water seeks its own level. So by the time the veil is, really, you know, is, is mm. undone and you get to see your date, you're in it. You've yeah. emotionally, so what they did is they reversed the physical into emotional first yeah. and physical second, which is an amazing experiment because it's showing us, hey, if I'm emotionally connected and I'm physically attracted to you, that's it. I yeah. got it. We're done. Let's get married. Yeah, physical attraction, emotional connection. And these were people that wanted to get married. Respect. You know, they, yeah. the casting agent at Kinetic, I forget her name, they're going to kill me. Um, she was nominated for an Emmy. She's an amazing casting agent because not even The Bachelor had this. Mm. And I was impressed by her style of thinking. Now, if we were to emotionally connect and I was sexually attracted from online, 
What's the problem? Yeah. So it's people make problems. They go, well, you didn't, you, you didn't do this, or you, you didn't have that, or you're not rich enough, you're not tall enough, you're not this enough. And when you get to the point you're not enough, mm. There's no, there's no, back to you're not enough, because it can happen in, in, yeah, in that's, dating. That's the, big, that's the basis of everyone's issue. Everything, right? everything. Enough. And, but, and then, some, but you're yeah. putting the you're not enough on the other person. It's not mm. you. Yeah. You're not enough for me. Yeah. And then you've criticized, dissected like it's a frog. And the next thing you know, you have nothing. Well, there's another thing going on too, which is that, you know, when we're children, we have needs. And when, if we're lucky... We get those needs met, but many of us don't. And so then we go into the world with a belief, I've got this unmet need and, and mm. someone's going to come along and fix it. So our needs when we're children are very clear. I need to feel significant. I need to feel I matter. I need to feel important. Mm -hmm. I need to feel bonded and connect because then I'm going to survive. And so when that need isn't met, that child becomes an adult that goes out going, I've got to find you. Can you meet all my needs? And we expect our body to be a psychic, a clairvoyant, and we have a belief that they've got to meet all our needs, celebrate our birthday, know what to do in bed, know what to say, be everything to us, our therapist, our best friend. Our, 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 and nobody can do that. And when you have needs in a relationship, you've got to put them into three piles. Okay, this need... I do expect my partner to meet it. I expect my partner to meet my need to feel desirable or interesting or worth being with. But I've got another need. I've got a need for a tidy house and I've got a really untidy partner. Maybe I can meet that need. And the third need, you're going to have to give it up. So you've got to look at your needs and realize that, you know, I have guys who are the shopping list. And I go, listen, you're not going to find four women to meet those needs. So let's break your needs down. Which can your partner meet? Which can you meet? Which are you going to give up? And also, you know, take a minute and imagine your life without that person when you're just about to really lose it because they're well, messy. Well, that, that's, that's the late. defining moment. Yeah. Are you going to be that petty yeah. about something that is minor? How about when you get cancer? Is he yeah. really there for you? Yeah, exactly. So that's the real story. Yeah. But, you know, overall, dating today has changed dramatically because we didn't have these apps. We but didn't also have because we expect someone to come along and meet every need we oh, yeah, have. Yeah. And that just is never Well, they feel it's happen. like pushing the budding and getting sushi yeah. delivered to your door. Yeah. But what's happening is um, we're aging. And as we age, there's more singles even in the older generation mm. than there is in the younger generation because divorce is so prevalent. It's like 53%. And it's like you're sitting here going, um, I'm tired. I worked all day. I don't really want to go to the bar or the restaurant. But you've got to do one thing a week yeah. that you that you puts you, that puts you in the place where the the sex you want to meet, whether it's opposite or same, opposite or same, and that you make an effort. Yeah. You make an effort. There has to be an effort. Mm. You can't just be Cinderella living, you know, in the house and expecting the prince to fall from the sky because the prince is pretty much dead. You know, mm. you've really got to make an effort. So I tell that to everybody. But you yeah. know, not everybody listens. Basically. So what are your three top tips, Patty, for mastering your own mind, especially in relation to dating? What are your three, if you can only give people three top tips and they're your tips that work for you too, what would they be? So I believe in feeling the bliss of the actual thing that's going to happen. And my mother was a big manifester. She would go, like when she was in high school, um, her boyfriend and her broke up and she had a crush on the head football guy. So she went on a trip to Bermuda for spring break and she visualized before she went to spring break that he was going to hold her hand, walk down the beach with her and they would kiss. 
And she kept doing this over and over again during the breakup with the boyfriend. And sure enough, they get on the plane. And she goes, where's your girlfriend? To the football quarterback. And he goes, oh, we broke up. Come on, Rhoda, sit next to me. They walked on the beach. They kissed. You know, she was always one of those. She did the same thing when she manifested my sister and I uh, through adoption, through private adoption, because she couldn't get any of these adoption agencies to give her a child. She was at the bottom of the list. And then two different private gynecologists said, I have a child for you. So, That's, she's a so she was a real manifester. So I learned when you feel the energy mm. and you let it go. I'm not like, it's like almost like I'm making a movie in my mind. Yeah. I'm the author, director, and the producer of it. And then I let it go, and I don't expect. So that's the first state. So you're affirming, you're visualizing, and you're getting in a state of bliss. And music gets me there the fastest. I'm a, you know, when you're depressed, the best thing you could do is sing. That's scientifically mm. proven. I sing. I listen to my favorite. I make a happy list of songs. I make a, a wedding list of songs. I've got all these songs in Spotify. That's, that's another thing that I do. So singing music gets you there. The third thing is getting out in nature. Mm. Okay. So getting out in nature, so this is all mindset. You know, you can get on the line, you can go to a matchmaker. I'm not talking about them. I'm a mindset master. So the third thing is to get out in nature. I live across the street from the beach. A day is going crazy. I'm in hell. I go, I need an hour. Everybody leave me alone. I put on my sneakers. I go to the beach. I take my shoes off. I do grounding exercises at the beach. I feel the ozone. It clears my senses. I go back. I'm a completely different person. And when you start being in that blissful mm. state, it's not like you're not going to have bad days and bad things aren't going to happen, but the way you handle it is going to mm. tell. Then you get on the apps. Then yeah, you go music, to a matchmaker. Music does change your state yes. very quickly. So then you go on the apps. Then you go to the matchmaker, if you can afford a matchmaker. Then you tell your friends and family. Then you start going out. Because if you're in this magnetic state, your aura is going to reach out at least 50 feet. Mm. And, oh, and the cool people are going to come to you where you don't do anything. You beat the party, walk in, guy beelines right over to you. And it's a good one, not a bad one. Mm. So I feel like you have to stay. Now, do you have to always be in positivity? Are we going to beat you up if you have a bad day? No. Because no. Yeah. You, you need the contrast yeah. to show you what you want. And but also in a relationship, what people forget a lot is the basis of all friendship is we choose people who share our vulnerability. When exactly. When you pretend you haven't got any vulnerability, you're not it, human. it's hard to connect. And sure, you don't want to go on a date and go, oh, I'm so lonely and I, I'm, I'm really sad. No, but when you meet someone, mm -hmm. don't be scared of showing them your vulnerable side because it's actually very bonding. And the other thing, because I think your three points are great, but I'm going to add one too, which is... Opposites attract. Mm. Nature requires that. Even in a same-sex relationship, mm -hmm. opposites attract. And the thing that people do incorrectly yeah. mm. is, I'm tidy, be tidy. Uh, I like really healthy food. you got to like Yeah, you don't have to too. be the same. I, I like no, to no. go to the gym, so come with me. You know, the minute you try to make your partner like you, mm. and they try to make you like them, you've lost that whole powerful attraction well, of I opposites. Mean, so you've got to celebrate the opposite. Even if your husband's messiness and your kid's right. argument drives you crazy, remember, if you met someone just like you, you'd be bored out of your there's mind. There's scientific stuff to prove. You know, we've seen the John Gottman study, mm. and we've seen things like that, and Harvard has a lot of studies. But the one thing they've always said is the marriages that last, because the body's going to go mm. at some point, are 
you have to have a sense of humor and laugh with each other. Mm. And you'll have to do two things you like to do together. And mm. those are the marriages left. Now that doesn't mean you're a skier and I do yoga and I can teach you yoga and you can teach me skiing. You mm. could end up liking yeah. some or finding something like I've always wanted to learn how to salsa dance. So is my partner. Let's do this together. But you have to like it. Yeah. And it's something you do on a consistent basis. Those are the marriages that last the longest. Yeah, I paddleboard it. My husband doesn't really like paddleboarding, but no. I go every day. But I don't say come with me because he doesn't like it. Yeah, but it. there's a lot. You travel, so travel yeah. would be your yeah. number one thing but together. We do separate things when right. we travel too. But but meaning like you like to do oh, we this do together. A lot you together. know, like yeah. like if somebody didn't like television or movies, I don't think I could. I don't know if mm. I'd like that because. I want to hold their hand and watch a movie mm. together. That's that's my zen. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you when you look at this, it's the bonding and the mm. connection and the and then the laughter helps you through all the bad times oh, as well yeah. as the good times. So that's another thing. If you don't laugh with your partner at least once in a while, <coughs> you got yeah. a problem. If you're not having sex, then you've got a serious issue. Now that's not to say like you know you've got prostate issues or you're in late menopause, mm. but there are bioidenticals. There are things mm. you can do. Sure. And most women, because menopause is such a taboo subject, this could be a whole other podcast, mm -hmm. is that um, they're afraid to talk about it because our mothers didn't talk about it. And now we're, it's first coming out in documentaries. Um, Walmart has a whole line called Womenness for Menopause. And there are things you can do to yourself to bring the libido back, but people are afraid to talk about it. Most gynecologists get like an hour, yeah. and endocrinologists just want to dope you up. The truth is there's a lot of things you can do to bring the libido back. And also orgasm. Yeah, Se sex toys. If you sex are toys. in the menopause and you continue to have sex, it's one of the most anti-aging things because your mind goes, oh, you're having sex? You must be doing that to make a child, even if you're right, 65. Mm -hmm. So it starts to slow down aging. It actually fights depression. It, it, I mean, getting a, a vibrator as a gift is the best yeah, gift you can get yourself. Yeah. You know, because if you don't have a partner, I used to do this really cool thing. So um, when girls get nervous on dates, they drink too much. Do you go past two drinks, you're in trouble. Okay, you can't see clearly. Because mm. women can't hold their liquor like men. You know, they're different body types. Sure. And so I'd say, instead of getting drunk on the date, I want you to use your vibrator before you get out oh, yeah, and I've take the that, edge yeah. off so you relax on the date and then you're clear-headed and you can assess the person across the head. And they're like, oh, no. And then they would start doing it and they're like, oh, my God, it changed my life. What you told but me. also, if you if you have an orgasm before you go on a date, you're giving off that air of like really... Sensuality. Sensuality. You're satisfied, but you're also kind of post-orgasmic. I, I know lots of girls who said I, they used to do that. And then it really works. You get flush not, in your cheeks. You're not frustrated. Really nice. You're not, oh, God, you've already had sex. You're already sated. And you're, like, you're satisfied. Like you've eaten, eaten, yeah, you've eaten like, before like you go eating, to a dinner yeah, party. Exactly, right, exactly. The same thing. So you're sated. So he's like salivating towards but you. you're not. Yeah. And you're not. And the mm. other thing is kissing. Kissing mm. has lost its art. So men, a lot of men don't like to kiss. I know that's crazy. And I hear, yeah. and you saw that on my show. Yeah. I'd be like, pecking is for birds. Why don't you kiss her once around, once back around? Mm. When his saliva intermingles with your estrogen, that's what gets you juicy-goosey downstairs. Mm. He's but also trying... the mouth and the vagina right. are so interlinked, So it's mouth. So if you don't do that, you can't get zhuzhy. Mm. And I always say to women, why, why didn't he, you know, I, I told him I don't kiss on the first date. Well, did you like him? Yes, I liked him. So what's wrong? Let's get a temperature check. Let's see if he can actually, you know how many times the guys kissed me on the first date was terrible? 
and I go, this is not teachable. I know this is not a teachable guy. And I try a couple dates. No, I've tried two or three dates and it's never changed. I'm like, this is not going to work. You will know in the kiss, just like all the songs say. The oh, Faith yeah. Hill song is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Patty. I could thank talk you. to you forever, but I know you've got a busy day. And thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been amazing. And yeah. I really hope it helps people out there understand. If you want love, oh, decide you're worthy thank and go you. and get it. Thank you for listening to Master Your Mind with Marissa. I'm Marissa Peer, founder and creator of Rapid Transformational Therapy, known as RTT. RTT is my life's work and passion combined into a unique and proven program for therapists to create powerful change with their clients. I feel blessed every day to see the transformations it brings and the ripple effect it's creating in the therapy world. To find out more, visit rtt.com.